0: Welcome to the Cyber Guide, a security-focused podcast brought to you by Compass Cybersecurity. We hope you enjoy this episode and welcome you to reach out to us with any questions. Hello everyone, this is Chris with the Cyber Guide. I have a very special show for you today. It's
1: going to be with Bob Olson and Matt Flora, and they're going to go over how to talk to executives about cybersecurity. Thanks, Chris. Hello, everybody. This is Bob Olson, the CEO of
0: Compass Cybersecurity. And I'm Matt Flora. I'm the senior account executive at Compass Cybersecurity.
1: So today's episode, uh, we're going to cover how to talk to your executives about cybersecurity. And, and this is something that uh, Matt and I in particular do almost on a daily basis. One of our challenges is a, a lot of times when, when we're, we're talking with clients or, or prospective clients or really anybody that has any interest in kind of cybersecurity and what we do, um, what we find is particularly the, the non-technical executives uh, or folk executives that don't really have a a, a dedicated kind of technical role, as, such as CIO or or IT director. What we find is, um, you know, it's kind of a foreign language. So cybersecurity is a very broad uh, topic, kind of like saying you're in the medical field. And so when you really start getting down into some of the nuances of cybersecurity, um, you know, it becomes a, a a little bit of a challenging conversation. And so uh, some of the things uh, that, that Matt and I do on a daily basis, we thought would be very helpful. We're both, you know, technology leaders, um, as well as just anybody trying to have this type of conversation in their organization. So, so, so Matt, what are some of the things that you've seen us do, um, you know, over the, the, the course of the last few years that you thought have worked well when it comes to kind of educating executives? So I feel like the
0: first thing to, when, when we're talking to executives to really get out of the way is that a lot of people think of cybersecurity as just an IT issue. Uh, so they put it on like their CIO or their IT director and, and, or their systems administrator and just have them handle their cybersecurity. But when we get into these conversations, I think the most helpful thing is really to explain to them that it's not just an IT issue to address, and it's really an organizational issue. So that's really the first thing that I normally like to stress when we're talking to them.
1: Yeah, it's really, it's really an enterprise risk management. And that's a, a lot of times I think because a lot of sort of non-technical executives view it as this complex sort of black box subject that they, they, they think they need to treat it differently. And, and really what we recommend and what we've seen work well is those organizations and those executives that kind of embrace security from an enterprise risk management perspective have the most success, and, and I think in, in a lot of ways, implement solutions or pro- take approaches that, that make the most sense for them. And you really want to make it personal. Um, you know, if you're talking to uh, a CEO versus a, a CIO, Matt, you know, it, we, we really, the better, the more personal we make it, unique to their kind of job, I think the better off Exactly.
0: Is. Yeah, I agree. I mean, th- there's been a lot of breaches that are occurring or even just financial loss from A lot of CFOs are getting emails from, it looks like it's coming from their bank and then they're transferring money. So that would be an example that I normally would give to someone in like a CFO kind of role, where if you're talking to um, someone like the, the general counsel, then that would be more, we'd be gearing it more towards compliance standards and reporting after a breach. So really putting it into their mind of what they would have to do in the event of a data breach.
1: Yeah, you want to make it personal, um, you know, unique to their role, unique to their organization, and also really unique to their industry. Um, the, the other thing that we see is there's not a, you know, there's, there's a lot of sort of common things to consider if you're in a certain industry, um, but really at the end of the day, every organization is unique. Um, and it could be unique from a infrastructure that's been implemented. It could be unique from a sort of risk um, profile could be unique to vendors that you use Um, and so you really just want to try and minimize that use of you know technical terminology and try and focus on more traditional kind of business um, you know business terminology
0: exactly another thing that that I've noticed works is really depending on the organization uh, this kind of goes along with making it more personal different organizations worry about different things. So whether it be financial loss, reputational damage, uh, client reputation damage, depending on what kind of data that organization deals with on a daily basis, it's important for them to kind of understand if that data were to get out, what would be the effects?
1: Yeah, it was interesting. I ha- actually one of the, the a meeting I had um, first meeting with a, a COO of a, of a very large uh, organization. Uh, and he this gentleman admittedly uh, does not characterize himself as a technologist or or even that really familiar with technology security and so we sat down it was just him and I one-on-one and he you know he took the meeting with me Uh, we were scheduled to meet for an hour and his first question out of his mouth was why should I sit here for an hour and listen to you talk about security you know why why should I care essentially Uh, which was a little bit startling in today's world but I think that's again the reality of what a lot of CIOs and and IT directors are faced with. And so, what I did, um, you know, not that it's perfect, but what what seemed to work well was I made it very personal to his organization. So, what, you know, what would be picture? What would be the impact if your, you know, email platform went down, or your they use a specific cloud service provider for one of their, um, you know, key business processes? What if that went down? Or what if your? And all of a sudden, it became very real and very personal to him, as you know the, you know, one of the leaders in that organization. And so it was very easy from that point forward to kind of continue to have that conversation.
0: Exactly. I feel like sometimes it's hard to really put yourselves in the executive shoes, at least for me, Um, probably not for you, Bob, as a CEO. But um, really, the impact is what what matters the most. And it's hard to really quantify what that loss could be. Uh, But just having a discussion about what kind of data they hold and, and what could potentially happen if they were breached, is really the first way to really get their attention.
1: Yeah, and look at what threats, I mean, look at what threats are unique to their organization. And so, again, it starts getting into a little bit of the technique, but most executives understand, you know, the impacts of some of these activities. Recorded in Baltimore's historic Inner Harbor, home of the Ravens and the Orioles, land of crabs and natty bow. This is the Cyber Guide, and now back to your host. One way that, I, that I've seen that we've used that's been effective on kind of trying to, cause some executives, you know, f- as you get further into that conversation, they do want to understand more about the technology aspects of it. And they, they, you know, oftentimes they'll come in with sort of this notion that maybe there's one, either vendor product, you know, hardware, software, or something that they can go buy, or maybe it's cyber insurance and they think that's all I've got to do. And so just trying to educate that kind of whole layered approach, that defense in depth, is probably one of the harder concepts um, for them to really grasp. And so something that we've used, I think reasonably successfully, is kind of a house analogy. So if you think about all the things you do in your personal lives, specifically around your residence, to protect your valuables, whether it's data, whether it's jewelry, whether it's, you know, sports car, whatever it is, there's lots of things you do, password, or um, you know, alarm systems, uh, keys for your, you know, locked doors, those types of things, safes, those all have, you know, corollary um, you know security mechanisms on the on the organization side so it's a way to take a very complex subject maybe a firewall or something and then put it into a term or context that um, you know they understand Uh, and so I think those types of things I think the key Matt is really being flexible as well you know understanding your executives and their personalities and what would resonate
0: exactly and even stuff like so a lot of people and a lot of executives have Facebook pages and LinkedIn pages and their whole bio is up on their website. So doing exercises like researching them beforehand and making them understand that it would be fairly easy to tailor an email and send it out to an executive using those public pages uh, to get them to click on something or open up an attachment. So making that more of a, a real threat to them, I also think
1: really helps. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, it depends on how how will, how far you're willing to sort of push the envelope and <laughs> it really depends on that relationship you have. But, you know, maybe consider some type of a social engineering exercise or even a potentially a mock phishing or spear phishing, um, which, I mean, that's about as personal as it gets short of, uh, of an actual, you know, bad actor, criminal, you know, doing it and then exploiting it. If you, if you um, we did one instance where we, we, we profiled or social engineered a CFO, um, and I think she was shocked at how much information one was out there, even though she was the one that had put it out there, and then two, just some really easy ways that we could kind of take that information, craft it into probably a pretty compelling set of emails that she admitted that she probably would, you know, would have fallen victim to, or at least, um, you know, at least some of them.
0: Exactly. And that really leads me to to another point I wanted to make was that when you make the kind of discussion like this about cybersecurity and the threats more of an educational experience, executives seem to appreciate that more. And if they are able to even apply that to their personal life, it's it's very helpful to them. And it makes the conversation go a lot smoother.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. You And you really don't want to try it. Scare tactics are not, you know, a recommended, you know, it's scary enough. If you, you know follow any of the news outlets, you can See something about a data breach on almost a you know a weekly basis, if not more frequently. And so, you know, we suggest you, you do use data breach examples as appropriate, um, but really in the context of just trying to raise raise their awareness. And some of them, you're absolutely right, are more on the personal side of what could happen, but the way that technology is you know the the lines between the personal and professional sort of demarcation of technology are are, are blurred and, and getting blurrier. And so you've got maybe executives that are doing something in their personal lives that could potentially be used against them in their professional lives. So, it, you know, it starts with raising awareness. It's not something that's gonna, you know, honestly, you're not gonna sit down have a 30, 60 minute conversation with an executive and all of a sudden they're gonna become, you know, sort of an evangelist for cybersecurity. It's really an evolutionary thing. You start, you know, relatively simple basics and kind of build from there. That's probably been our biggest, um, you know, one of my biggest recommendations
0: definitely and it really does help get especially the IT teams I feel like are often that they have the lower number of resources so I feel like the IT departments always have a very limited number of resources whether it be manpower or um, financial resources to get stuff done so conversations like this really do help get that kind of leverage and get more people on board so that way you're able to act and really mitigate those
1: risks and a key part of the audience I mean ideally you can do this. Probably one, you know, one approach is to sort of meet with the executives in the different different functionaries within the organization individually. There's there's a lot of power that we've seen when you start getting them together. So you get the, you know, maybe the the general counsel or whomever is responsible for the legal, uh, you know, role in the organization, the COO, the head of HR, the head of IT. You get those individuals in a room and you start having this conversation and kind of facilitating it, and Maybe the CEO or the COO maybe doesn't get it quite right out of the gate if you give them an example of how something could impact your organization, but you know, odds are somebody else in the room is going to probably in, uh, articulate in a way that is very, very personal and unique to that organization um, on the impact it would have. And so you wind up having this sort of dialogue that you almost become a facilitator. Um, which, again, I think has worked reasonably well. Um, the key, I think, is just reading the, the situation and, uh, and knowing your executives uh, as, as much as you possibly can.
0: Exactly, and maybe finding one person who you think will really be on your team and be able mm-hmm.
1: to, to yeah, fight champion. for you to get those resources. Yeah, champion's key. I mean, that, that's the ideal scenario. I think you're absolutely right. So I think just to, to, to kind of wrap it up, sort of in, a, in essence, you know, keep it simple. Use it as a raising awareness opportunity, not a scare tactics or threats. Um, and Just make it personal uh, as you possibly can, both personal to the executives you're talking with and their roles, uh, but also the organization and the industry that's in as well. So hopefully uh, you had some good takeaways and some things that you can go use back within your organizations. Um, thanks very much for spending time with us. That's it for this episode of The
0: Cyber Guide. We thank you for listening and hope you'll join us next time for another security-focused podcast. Remember to subscribe to our channel if you've liked what you heard and pass it on to your colleagues. The Cyber Guide has been brought to you by Compass Cybersecurity. Compass takes a risk management approach to cybersecurity, examining the employees, policies, and technology within an organization to give a complete view of their cybersecurity infrastructure. For more information on Compass and their mission to shift the world's data to be safe and secure, visit us at www.compasscyber.com.